Hey, big boxers. Welcome to On The Shelf, a program that is dedicated to helping you get your products into a major big box retailer. Tim here with you, guiding you through this journey of product placement. Hope you guys are all doing well. I missed you. Sorry about the last couple of weeks, but one was a holiday and one was not a holiday. I just couldn't get it done by yesterday, so I apologize. But hey, we're here. We're ready. We're going. Hope you guys have had a great 4th of July holiday. Hope you had a chance to spend some time with family and uh, just relax. Just, you know, take your mind off things. Have a little backyard barbecue. You know, do what people that aren't working 24-7 do. Relax a little bit. I know that I did. It was the first time. I think I've taken four days in a row off, and it was amazing. I was just comatose, I think, the whole time. So I really enjoyed myself. I really enjoyed my family. It was a good time. I hope it was a good time for all of you as well. Hey, before we get started in get started uh, in the program, I have a couple announcements to make. Uh, and then uh, I have just a quick discussion topic, and then we'll get, kind of get into it. First of all, um, don't forget to sign up for our uh, closed group on Facebook called On the Shelf Now. You know, the more uh, people we get in there, the more information that's going to start to flow and the more you guys can bounce off of each other, share information, and I can share information with all of you. So it's a good thing all around, but it takes people. So uh, uh, congratulations to the people that have joined so far, but let's get more in there. Come on, people. Facebook, type in on the shelf now, bam, hit join, and it's done. Super easy. All right, number two, and this is super exciting. I want you guys to participate in this because I know you guys have a lot of questions, as do I. Coming up on the 28th of this month, Nikki Jackson, uh, CEO of Range Me, has agreed to come back on the show, just herself, just to talk about her journey and what it takes to build a successful business like she has. She's an entrepreneur. You know, she had an idea, she put it into practice, and she made it happen. And now she's living the dream, which is kind of where we're all at, right? We're all wanting to live that same dream. And so Nikki's going to come on the program, and she's going to tell us how she did it. She's going to give us a secret sauce. And it would be helpful if we all had some questions that uh, maybe you guys want to know about her journey or um, about Range Me. Either way, um, be great to have some questions from you guys uh, to throw at her. So don't forget that. We're going to be recording on the morning uh, Eastern time uh, on the 28th. So you're definitely going to want to get those questions in at the very least by the 27th. Make sense? All right. All right, discussion-wise, I've been thinking a lot about this recently, about fit, the word fit. When you take a look at your product, when you take a look at what it does, what, is it, what it's designed to do, what you really had in your mind when you created it, developed it, purchased it, are you taking that information and fitting it into the strategy of the retailers that you're going after? Or are you assuming that they're going to get it? They're going to see it. They're going to understand it. Are you presuming that? Because I think a lot of times we get caught up in how awesome our product is, right? It's, oh my gosh, everybody that sees it gets it. My whole family loves it. 
And we forget that buyers, people, they see hundreds of products every single month. They can't, you can't take the chance that they're going to get it. They might have seen a product just like yours or nearly just like it. So don't assume that they're going to get it. And furthermore, do some research. Or maybe you're already doing this. I'm not going to assume either that you're not doing it. Maybe you guys are rock stars at this. I'm just, I'm just throwing this out because it was a thought and went through my head. I went back to task myself to make sure that I was doing that. But instead of just sending your product out to retailers hoping that they get it, let's take a little bit of time and figure out what it is they're wanting, what it is they're interested in, what it is they have in store for their customers. What's their strategy? You know, I was at Walmart recently uh, for uh, the buyer day uh, for American-made products, and, and they talked a lot about making their customers' lives better. Now, of course, it was, you know, of course, company jargon. That's all good. Marketing, I get it. But in the end, they really drove that home. And so we changed our pitch. <clears throat> we changed our pitch a little bit to make sure that we threw in there how our product really made people's lives better. I know it might have been a little bit corny, right? I get it. But that's okay because we were not going to assume that they could actually take our product and understand how it would make people's lives better. We, we didn't even roll the dice on that. We wanted to make sure that they understood it completely and that they could reiterate it to anybody that asks, hey, why are you interested in that product? Well, this is what it does. This is how it's going to make our customers' lives better. Boom. Done. Don't assume. All right, so that's, that's just the tip of the iceberg on that. I mean, there's a lot to go behind that. We could probably do an entire podcast on that. But I just want you to start thinking. Start looking at your product. Start thinking about the buyers that you've been talking to. And are you giving them enough information so that they can actually understand how your product is going to fit into their strategy and make them as a buyer, as a category manager, make their lives better. I'm not stealing from Walmart here, but just, you know, buyers also have a strategy. They have a, a business strategy that they have to hit. And if you're helping them do that, if you're helping show them how your product can do that, that's when they're going to really start to get engaged. Make sense? Okay. All right, I know that sounds like that was the podcast, but hey, that's not the podcast. We're just throwing that out there as uh, useful information because, of course, it was rolling around in my head, and uh, I wanted to share it with you guys. All right, so really what we're talking about, and this was a question that got sent in, and uh, it's not a lot of new information, but maybe the way it's gathered or the question that it's answering will be new to you, or maybe you're a new listener and, and you haven't gotten through all the podcasts yet. So either way. The question was, what are some of the pitfalls that I'm seeing that manufacturers are falling into taking their products to retail? And of course, there's a litany of different pitfalls that you can fall victim to. No, no question. But here are the top four that I see repeated again and again and again. And uh, the top four that we generally have to work on first or fix when people come to us. So I'm going to share these with you. We've talked individually about every single one of these. If you've listened to every podcast, this is not going to be new news for you. But it may just be that refresher that you need to make sure that you don't fall into this. Because it can be easy, especially this first one. 
because contracts are long. So here they are, the top four pitfalls that we see people going or manufacturers going after again and again and again when taking their products to retail, starting out with number one, and that is not reading your contract completely. Now, the contract, which is generally called the vendor agreement, is going to be long. It's written in lawyer speak. It's hard to understand. And uh, it will put you to sleep on, you know, six out of seven days of the week. But you have to go through it, people. You have to go through it. And I'll tell you why. Not that you can change it. Uh, It used to be, you know, maybe 10 years ago when we would just redline stuff. You know, if you've been in the business a while, you remember, boom, we just redline it. Yeah, we're not doing that. Redline that. Ah, we're not doing that. Ah, you got to change this verbiage. And we would go back and forth on the contract and we would say, and, and things would get changed or verbiage would be changed. But retailers have since understood that they can't have 50,000 different contracts out there, 50,000 different changed vendor agreements out there. So they don't change it anymore. You either take it or leave it. It's up to you. And, of course, we generally are going to take it. But here's the key part. Eyes wide open, people. You have to know what you're signing. Otherwise, you're going to be one of those people who says, oh, man, the big guy stuck it to me. And in the end, it's not really going to be true. The big guy didn't stick it to you. You stuck it to yourself because you didn't read the contract. You didn't understand what you were getting involved in. So recently, uh, I had a client that uh, had a contract from, of all places, Walmart. And they were wanting me to take a second look. Now, of course, I've read through Walmart's contracts uh, many times. But what I did for them is I pulled out the key paragraphs that I thought were important. Not that they could change them. Not that they could alter it or redline it. No, just for them to understand what they were signing, what it meant, what it could potentially lead to if things went awry. And that's where people go wrong. They don't thoroughly read it or they don't get help from somebody who knows what they're reading. So, and maybe that's not going to change your mind. I mean, maybe you're going to read some scary paragraphs and and you're going to be like, okay with it. And, and you probably are going to be okay with it. But still, you know what you're signing. Still, you know what you're getting into. Still, you know that if you screw up a shipment or ship it late, that it could get canceled. Because it's right there in the contract. And so you have your eyes wide open. You're making sure that your factory is hammering that product out when it's supposed to because you don't want to get it canceled. Hey, big boxers. Just a quick announcement from TLB Consulting. Are you looking to scale your business this year? Are you looking to get your products on the shelf of a retailer this year? Well, guess what? Booking a coaching call with me has never been easier. I know based on the past 10 years of working with clients that it can be difficult to be a solopreneur. It can be difficult to scale your business into territory that you've never been to. That's why I have opened up more slots this year than I've ever done before. One of my goals this year is to work with more clients, more solopreneurs, more big boxers looking to get their products into retail than ever before. I wanna work directly with you and share my experiences over the last 25 years of getting products into retail. I wanna share those experiences with you. I wanna talk to you from a place of somebody who's been there and I wanna help you get to where I've gone. 
Like I said, it's never been easier. All you have to do is go to tlbconsulting.com, click on consulting, and then choose the time or the bundle that you want and get it scheduled. Let's kick off 2020 with a bang. Let's get you the information that you need. I'm looking forward to meeting you. All right. So number one, not reading your contract completely and don't, you know, you know, it's long. Like I said, guys, so take it a bit at a time. You know, I mean, don't take a month to read it, but definitely take a couple days and just break it up into three sections so that you can really focus on it and understand what you're reading. If you have a question about a paragraph or some verbiage, feel free. I mean, we're not lawyers. Let me just throw that out there right now, but read enough contracts that I can walk you through what you're signing. All right. All right. Number two, Number two, and again, you guys have heard this before, so no big surprises here. Not pricing through every channel as early as possible. What does that mean, not pricing through every channel? Generally, when people start out, and let's say they're going to sell it on their own website, sell your product on your own website, and you price it at, you know, $49.99, and it costs you $24. So you're like, wow, man. I'm killing it. I'm making 50% margin. Life is good. It's all great. And then later, you want to go sell it to a retailer, and they want 50%. What does that leave you with? Big goose egg. Okay? So before you sell your product, or as early as you can, you have to take a look at all the channels and what all of the channels need and want and require and price your product through all those channels. So club store, specialty, grocery, uh, distributors, Amazon, e-commerce, and uh, price it through all those and find a pricing strategy that works among all retailers so that when you put your price out there on Amazon, or you put your price out there on your own website, it's all good. If you start selling well, you can transfer that over to big box retail and be great and still be making good margin. I've seen it both ways, people. I've seen uh, recently I had a client that came to me off of Amazon. Man, They did such a great job of pricing their product that we were able to move it straight over to retail. No issues, no pricing issues, still great margin. I've had it the other way where uh, recently a client came over from Amazon. No possible way could we sell the same product with the current pricing strategy. So he had to go back and we're, we're actually manufacturing different product to sell. So as early as you can, price your product out through the, all the channels. If you uh, if you need help with that, we have some cool uh, pricing worksheets on tlbconsulting.com that you can uh, purchase and uh, you know kind of plug in the numbers and man, it does it all the hard work for you. All the heavy lifting is done. We've done it all for you. Did I say that? It's all done for you. All you have to do is plug your numbers in. All right, guys. So, pricing through every channel as early as you can. That was number 2. Number 3, not truly understanding your lead time or logistics. And maybe it's not that you don't understand it. I mean, all of you, I'm sure, understand lead time and logistics and how that all works. But when I say understanding it, I'm talking about spending some time in China, if your factory's in China, or spending some time in Thailand, or spending some time in, in uh, um, India. Wherever your, chi- wherever your factory is, being there, understanding how the process works, meeting your manufacturer face-to-face. So when you give them a deadline, you have already spoken to them and met them face-to-face, and they understand the importance of this deadline. It's not the same as selling on Amazon. If your product's a little bit late, Amazon's not going to penalize you. This is your deal. 
you want to get that product up there. But if your product is late to a retailer that's got a set that has to get it out to stores and hit timelines, they are going to penalize you. It's either going to be dollars or they could just cancel it. So you can't just say that, hey, yeah, this is our lead time. We need to have it uh, you know, in the, in the retailer's warehouse in 60 days and leave it at that. You need to go there. If this is a big order and it's important to you and the retailer you want to do business with again, you need to go there and you need to talk to them face to face and say, hey, this is our very first big PO with a big box retailer. I want you to walk me through how you're going to make this happen in this amount of time. Now, we're also, or I would recommend, I'm saying we're also like we're all working together, but we're all one big group here. We could say we're also, we're also going to build some uh, cushion in there too, right? So if your lead time is uh, 60 days, I would recommend writing down on your paper, filling your vendor paperwork out at 75 days. Give yourself a little cushion. You can always change that uh, and, and then make it seem like you've created some efficiencies, right? So you can always be the hero there and say, hey, next time you talk to your buyer, hey, we'd like to change our lead time down to 60 days because, you know, with the business that we're doing, we created some efficiencies and things are flowing a lot better and we can get the products to you even faster now. Boom, you're a hero. Okay, you're making stuff happen. You're taking the money in their eyes. You're taking the money that you're making from from their sales and you're putting it back in the factory and you're making things better. What you don't want to do is you don't want to be scared and say, ah, well, we could do it in 60 days. And then all of a sudden you just can't do it. Something happens. A machine breaks down or, or there's a, a, you know, an ocean uh, hurricane that uh, delays the boats or I mean, a million different things could happen. So you need to give yourself some cushion that first couple of times. But you don't want to not understand. And a lot of times people think that they can get it done over the over the phone. But let me tell you, culturally in China, you need to meet those people. You need to go down there face to face and show them how important it is. They want to see you. If you want them to treat you like your business is important, then you need to go down there and you need to meet them. Okay? All right. Don't underestimate that. All right. Number four, rounding it out. The fourth one. You guys, come on. You're going to know what this was. Anybody guess? Guesses anybody? No? Nobody's guessing? All right. All right. The fourth one is skimping on your packaging. And lately I've heard this enough times that it's concerning me. Oh, you know, we can take care of that ourselves. Or, oh, you know what? Uh, I have a cousin who, uh, you know, does some graphic design. So we're going to go ahead and have him work on it. Uh Uh-uh. When you're in big box, okay, when you're on the shelf, everything matters about how the product looks and how it's perceived and your customers getting their attention. You can't skimp on that. It's got to be done by a professional. It's got to be done by somebody who knows how to capture buyer's attention. You know, if your cousin is a professional retail packaging expert, awesome. Awesome. If they're not, you got to go find a retail packaging expert. Somebody that can take a look at your competition to help you stand out. Somebody that's going to help you uh, grab the attention of in that third of a second of the, of the you know, consumer as they're walking by. And then you know, somebody's going to teach you how to put a pitch on the package so that they actually buy it. It's a strategy to it. People, this is an art form. This is not something you can just teach yourself. It's too important. Because the last thing you want to do is finally get that good deal, sell a half a million dollars worth of product, and it just sits there. Nobody buys it because you skimped. You, instead of spending... $4,500, you spent $1,000 really thinking, hey, I'm going to save that $3,500. And now the retailer is asking you to take back 25,000 units. How much did you really save? Spend a little bit extra 
and get it done right. It's going to pay off for you. I guarantee it. All right, so number one, read your contract. Number two, price it through every category or, or channel that you can. Number three, understand your lead time and your logistics. And number four, don't skimp on your packaging. All right, thanks for the question. It's a good question, and uh, these are great things for you to watch out for. So uh, glad to bring them uh, back into uh, the light um, once again. Hope you guys got something out of that. Hey, if you're liking the podcast, people, uh, put it out there on social. Let people know. Uh, I appreciate it. Recently saw it shared uh, in, in a totally um, random group that I didn't even know about, but a friend of mine was a, a part of, and they sent the uh, the post to me saying, hey, look, somebody posted your podcast in their group and that's how it gets in. That's how, that's how we engage with each other. So if you're enjoying the podcast, get it out there. Um, don't forget to get your questions into me, uh, for the Nikki Jackson, uh, uh, conversation that we're going to have on the 28th. If you want to reach out to us and send us some questions, you can do it on Twitter at TLB consult. You can do it on, on uh, Facebook TLB consulting. If you, uh, join our group on the shelf now, you can do it inside there. And, uh, of course, you can always send us an email at tlbconsulting.com. That's also where, like I said, the uh, um, the worksheets for pricing are at, uh, if you need a little help with that. Great to be back. Uh, great to have a conversation with you guys. Appreciate you um, immensely. Thank you so much for supporting the show, Big Boxers. We look forward to our next uh, episode. But until then, we look forward to seeing your products on the shelf. <laughs>